from the Stereo Sound Record Studios, your home for the best in unsigned and indie punk, rock, and metal. This is The Mosh Pit with your host, Wes Everett. There it is. Awesome. Cool. Welcome to, welcome to The Mosh Pit. It's your host, Wes, and I am here with Cam from Ultimatum. How you doing, man? Good, good, good. It's a gorgeous day here in Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. So that's where I'm joining from. And thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate it. Anytime, man. Definitely excited to talk to you about the new album you've got out, the three songs from that album. But first, I want to know something. What's the weather like? Actually, is surprisingly well, right? There's a stigma around Canada being cold all the time. <laughs> and that's not the case. Not today, anyways. It's uh, like plus 30. So it's it's a warm day for us in, in terms of, uh, you know, summer weather and stuff like that. So it's a gorgeous, gorgeous day. Definitely. Yeah. Summer's too short. So want to definitely capitalize on the, the nice weather before it's supposed to be a bad winter apparently. So. Oh, joy. Oh, joy. And anytime yeah. it comes through Canada, it always drifts down here to us. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Blaming it all on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So you guys, um, y'all were scheduled for a festival, got canceled due to the lockdown, government, yada, yada. Um, mm-hmm. Who all was on that card? Who are you looking forward to playing with on that show? So it was actually, it was going to be a great festival because it was like a five-day festival. And um, they were selling, there's this park in Thunder Bay, it's called Chippewa, and it was quite a large event. And it was five days, live music, vendors. It was it was supposed to be a really big thing, right? And um and what happened is, yeah, it was lack of government funding due to the pandemic is the story that we were told. And it was kind of kind of a bummer because we were supposed to headline night four. Um, so we were very excited. And actually, a few of the members of the band, we were playing like a double bill because there's a, band, a well-known Canadian band called The Tragically Hip. And uh, we were supposed to be covering them and then and then ultimatum headlining the actual night four. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was going to be a lot of fun, but. Uh, and in terms of people we were looking forward to playing with, it was pretty diverse. So I think it was it was pretty cool because there was this young young group that's kind of coming up and they're a little bit more poppy alternative and uh, more more of that hard rock, you know, element. And then there was uh, like some Celtic stuff. Like it was it was just a very diverse bill. And it was and it was full day. So we were right at the end. We were um, right at the end of the festival on day four. So we were really looking forward to that. But I mean, there's going to be a lot a lot of other festivals and opportunities coming. So um, we're getting back into that um, live music element of what we do. Cause that's, that's essentially how we started. We, we started as a live band when we were 16, my drummer Brendan and I have been together since grade nine and we carved our chops kind of on the local scene here in Thunder Bay. And, and that was how we started. Right. But even before we were able to get into the studio, which was a huge treat later on, but yeah, so it was, we're looking forward to getting back to that side of what we do for sure. Very cool, man. I hate to hear that about the festival. Um, Music Midtown down here in Atlanta just got canceled for a completely different reason. I'm not even getting into that hornet's nest. <laughs> um, so you guys have been a band since you were, have you been ultimatum since you guys since that long? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My drummer and I, uh, and I, we connected in grade nine in high school and we just loved you know, playing music together. We, he was out in the country and I was in the city and um, being 16, we really didn't have a way to get to one another. We couldn't yeah. really get together. So that was a, that was a big thing. And I remember giving him my MP3 player and he took it home and he did this big drum solo on it. And I, just to see if we, it was even worth it, right. To venture yeah. out into the country to get together with him. And, and it, it definitely was because I was just blown away by his drumming to this day. He's still one of my all-time favorite drummers so um and yeah so he and I connected and then um from there we needed a name right so I remember being in science class I think in grade nine and we had a list of names half of them were just absolutely ridiculous names (laughs) like I'm just so happy we didn't go with any of those names and I think it was uh it was Brendan who actually suggested ultimatum as being an option and uh, I knew that had to be taken so I took my eraser to it and switched some of the letters so it would you know, it would still sound like ultimatum, but it would, it would appear differently and it would look cool. And to, to, to my understanding, but uh, that's the hardest part. One of the hardest parts about starting a band I find is creating a name, right? Cause we had so many goals and ambitions as artists and we had this nat- natural chemistry that just came out and it was just amazing. Right. And I would look forward to him, 
you know, he and I getting together and jamming again, just because it, I couldn't produce that sound by myself. Right. So sudden death mind control.
glad you guys are still together putting out awesome music because we like playing it. (laughs) Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. That's awesome. So speaking of playing music, you guys have released three singles from the new album, Full Length. You want to talk us through each single, how they kind of differ from each other, but still say stay that same ultimatum sound? Totally. Yeah, yeah. This It's interesting because our last album in 2021, it was called Born in the Afterglow, and it was a lot more atmospheric than anything we've done. It was very, like a lot of ambient, like I was experimenting with a lot of different sounds in the studio, and I was happy with how that album turned out because it was exactly what I envisioned it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and And all four of us just in my opinion, just did a really kind of stepped outside of our comfort zone on that one. But my singer, Sam Muka and I, we got together and we decided that this new album was going to be like the complete opposite of that. We wanted to do something very up-tempo from start to finish, very dancey. So we incorporated a lot of electronic elements with like hard rock, Iron Maiden inspired, you know, leads on top. So it was really, really different than my singer put this like poppy, almost melody on top of, with these very catchy choruses. That's what it was designed to be. So the first out, al- the first song run from you, it was dropped um, in, in March. And since then we've staggered it like every two months has been kind of our focus in terms of releasing the next one. But run from you is it's very like late nineties techno style mixed with like really intense, like double kick drumming and some really cool guitar leads. And then this, once again, this poppy vocal on the top, that's very kind of repetitive, but it's like an earworm. Right. And that's how it was designed. I remember we had a lot of fun like in the studio making that one because it was just so, in, so so different than anything I've ever heard. Like it encompassed a lot of the different styles of music that we like separately. And we yeah. were able to collectively all bring it together into one sound that just sounded incredibly unique. And uh, and then and then two months after we released uh, In My Blood, which is the title track on the album. And that was kind of like when we were creating that, we knew that was like the sure shot kind of radio friendly song right that was very once again very very uh hooky and uh and sure enough that you know we we were really pushing that one and very very proud of all of them but that one is it's it's cool because it's once again all the electronic elements are actually done by sam playing the piano so none of it is is yeah yeah so it's all instruments that are that are being played throughout the album and then last week um we released another album called uh or sorry another single called upon yourself and that's going to be the final single before the album drops. And that's one of my personal favorites on the album, actually, is the last one, Upon Yourself, just because it's, once again, just sounds just, I don't know, when I when I listen to music, I see color. And, and that one, for me, is just very colorful, you know? So, yeah. Very cool, man. That That's awesome. I love hearing the, you know, the behind-the-scenes st- stories of the songs and how they come together. If you could choose... If you were to release a fourth song, do you have a particular one in mind that you absolutely would? Yeah, I do. I don't know if the other guys would be into it. But, uh, <laughs> it's called um, the fourth one would be called All I Do. And it has, you know, all of the songs are very fast paced, but this one has some really beautiful piano lines mm-hmm. in it. So it goes from this like up tempo kind of you know, like heavy rock sound to this just complete drop where it goes into this you know, beautiful piano little thing and, my, and a singer's just singing alone with the piano. It's gorgeous, right? And and also to that, the line that he's singing when it goes just to the piano, it's when we were writing it, it got stuck in my head like all the time and I'd be humming it and I wouldn't even really realize what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't realize it was one of our little, you know, songs or whatever like that. So it was, it was just one of those things that I knew that if it got stuck in my head, that it would probably appeal to that larger audience, right? So... Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your influences, you know, from growing up. What were the, who were the bands that you gravitated toward that really shaped your sound? So my story is different. Like all four of us have different, complete different influences, but a lot of them overlap too. Um, I got turned on to my dad's record collection, actually. That was my big uh, gateway into music and driving around with him in the truck when I was a little boy. And, uh, um, Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin was one of the biggest influences for me early on. And, uh, Guns N' Roses was another huge one slash, um, his playing like many other guitar players. It was just infectious. I remember Appetite for Destruction was the, uh, like yes. for me, that was like the Holy grail of <laughs> guitar playing. So I had to learn that from start to finish. And, um, you know, and, and also Rush, like, you know, another Canadian band, but Rush was a big influence Alex Lifeson, but primarily English stuff, actually. I was inspired by a lot of like the, you know, 60s, like, you know, 
influences in the 70s and like the Yardbird, Zeppelin, Deep Purple, um, just anything that came from from England. And then that translated to like more alternative, like Joy Division, The Smiths, um, all, all the way to like present day, you know, 90s alternative stuff or whatever. But I'm I'm a huge fan of like primarily, yeah, primarily North American music and, and English music, I'd say would be my two um, just big, you know, big benchmarks, I think, in terms of that. Um, lately, I've kind of drawn more towards like some of the like Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac with a finger picking and um, just some of the like the less flashier players like Johnny Marr, too, from the Smiths, where the guitar playing is super intricate, but it's not as in your face. Right. So yeah. it's like you listen to it and it's like you try to learn it. And it's like I have a hell of a time trying to learn some of this stuff. Right. Because it's like it's just so intricate with the finger picking. So those are those are some of my per personal current influences but um yeah if you asked any one of us it would be very drastically different <laughs> yeah well i get that and you know a lot of times that's really good for a band because they've got those different influences that can kind of come together and it's like wow this really works yeah absolutely and that that was the cool part about i think so i've heard about our sound is just the fact that we're all very diverse in what we listen to and then we bring that all together and then it turns into something that's not really replicated by anyone else that we've heard. So Cassidy Paris wannabe. Hair and make a 
as far as uh, you're writing your songs, is there a particular way that you guys write them? Do you come up with lyrics first? Do you come up with a riff first? Or is it just a mix? Honestly, it's a bit of a mix. Typically, we don't come up with the lyrics first. And it's usually Sam or James, my uh, singer and bass player, that come up with the lyrics. Brendan and I are heavily responsible for coming up with like the music, like the writing of the orchestration of the music. And typically that's what happens first. Like in the past, it's just been so like solely, we have our own studio too in Thunder Bay, which is hugely helpful. We have our own producer and web designer. So it's like we're six members, but we're four musicians. So that really allows us to kind of write music very quickly um, or experiment with different sounds quickly. So, which is huge. That's amazing. And um and on this last album, it started actually the last two albums. It was Sam having ideas and he was able to record at home. And then he sent us just these little ideas of some piano bits and some vocals. And I grabbed them, took them to the studio. And then our producer, Russ, we, we'd listen to them together. And then Brendan, Russ, and I would build them into what they are musically, like a full orchestration. Right. Mm-hmm. And then and then, you know, James would come put his bass on and then Sam would come and, and finalize the vocals. And then that's how we wrote the last two albums right through the pandemic. So. It's been uh, pretty amazing that Sam can record at home, um, but even more amazing that we have our our um, studio, Thundersound Studio, and Ross Elder, who's our producer, who's, if we didn't have him, I don't know what we would do through the pandemic, because it was pretty rough here in Northwestern Ontario, so, yeah. Yeah, I feel that, I feel that. Um, as far as uh, the pandemic goes, was it, was it creatively stifling or did it actually help you guys kind of write more? I would say, you know what? It was stifling in the sense of the fact that we couldn't get together and that, that drove a wedge in, in parts of what we do. Um, But in terms of the creative process, I feel like, I don't know if we wrote any quicker. I feel like there was no distractions. Like there were no shows. There were, you know, there was things that we could just kind of eliminate and we could, when it, when it made sense to, right. Get to, get to the studio and just hammer out these ideas. Right. Um, so I'd say, I'd say in some ways it actually sped up the process probably in songwriting um, and just in eliminating distractions, but it hindered the process in terms of that natural chemistry that you get with four guys in a room uh, writing music. So pro and con, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, as um, sorry lost my train of thought on that one. <laughs> um, okay. what's been your biggest challenge as a band other than the pandemic uh, biggest challenge probably i would say probably this is going to sound bad but personalities <laughs> but i think every every and i'm not saying that we're unique to that situation but i think that when you have four musicians but six components in ultimatum, you know, Russ and Rich being included in that, the web designer producer. And we're all as passionate about what we do as we are. Um, I think that, you know, you have differences of opinion, right? In, in certain situations, uh, creative differences, but that's only because we're all passionate about what we do. Right. And I have so many stories, honestly, about us, you know, just having just these little arguments in the studio, but once again, it, it, it resulted in a better finished product right? Like all of those, you know, frustrating conversations at the time about trying to agree on a decision, like a small decision, it results in a better end result, in my opinion. So once again, I'd say that I'd say that's the biggest thing is that we all have our own opinions on how how music should be written and how a song should be crafted and constructed. And uh, they don't always align with one another. right? So, So we'll butt heads at times, right? But like I said, it's pretty mild, I think, in comparison to some other bands that you know, you, you watch documentaries of bands just absolutely blowing up in the studio and getting into fits fights. We've never done that, right? Yet, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's important to say. But yeah, no, it's it's. I'd say that's probably a challenge at times, but a good challenge, necessary. So, yeah, let's flip that over and say, what's your biggest accomplishment as a band today? Oh man, say uh there's, there's a, quite a few um, where we've been fortunate enough. I, you know, you know, Wes, I think like one of the things about this pandemic too, is it's allowed us to connect with like people such as yourselves and have a lot of these conversations, which is amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the biggest things we got, we got representation from a record label in America, I think in 2014, and it's from the Depths Entertainment. They're out of Reading, Pennsylvania. And um, 
and yeah, and they're they're amazing. And um and and they actually got our uh single, our first single on our second album, Fallen Angels, um, on the radio in Scotland. Oh, wow. And yeah, and that was that was crazy because like I mentioned earlier, one of the one of my earliest childhood memories was driving around with my dad in his truck listening to radio, right? Yeah. And we were able to tune in here. And it was a record label showcase. So it was coming, we're in Canada, it was coming from the States and being broadcasted in uh, the UK. And uh, we were able to dial it in on my dad's sound system in the basement. He and I were sitting next to each other and it was like a goosebump feeling, right? It was like, oh man, our song's on the radio. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think every artist or anyone who like holds an instrument, a guitar or whatever at some point in time, you know, thinks about that possibly happening. So it was just, it was awesome, awesome. And uh, RJ Bailey was the DJ and shout out to him because he, you know, like I said, he gave us a lot of airplay in the early days of that that time, yeah. um, in our early 20s. And that was just, uh, yeah, just a really, really cool, fun time. And we were very creative. Um, not not saying we're not now, but we had a really creative growth spurt in that time, right? So it was, right. uh, yeah, it was cool. And then, and then also just any kind of radio or magazine or people, you know what I, I get a kick out of today is just hearing just anybody you know anywhere around the world listening to our music and you know saying something about it whether it's good or bad right you know and and how how they interpret that song i think for me that's uh i don't know that's just a really really special special thing right that we're able to connect through music and and so for, for me that that i always get a kick out of that today so that's awesome, man. That is awesome. I love to hear stories like that. I love to hear, you know, the bands that are making waves and doing stuff. So. Absolutely. Thank you. That's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Again, thank you for sitting in on the mosh pit. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Saved by Scarlet Black Knight.
Uh, do you have any advice for any bands trying to make a name for themselves? Yeah, the thing that worked so for us, like we weren't, I don't know, we were always concerned about getting our music heard, but we were less concerned about what other people thought. Like in the early days, like I was mentioning, we cut, kind of cut our teeth on the local music scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have Ross. We didn't have Thunder Sound Studio. This was in our teens and we, we'd never recorded in a studio before. Um, and we were just playing a lot of live shows. And through that process, we were doing like there was a lot of like metalcore bands and I don't get me wrong. I like, I love metalcore music and stuff, mm-hmm. but we just aren't that. And we definitely weren't at that time. So, but that's the way the music yeah. scene was going. So we were kind of looked at as like the ugly stepchild of the music scene in the city. So it was like, you know, and we didn't care though. Like, I mean, it was, it was defeating because we couldn't get into, it felt like we couldn't get into certain venues because it was very clicky. Mm-hmm. And we just weren't a part of that clique at that time, but we were very true to our art. And we believed in what we did as cliche yeah. as that sounds. Right. But we didn't really care. We, we just knew that, that we were going to write the music that we wanted to write. And we were going to bring something to the table that hasn't been brought yet or to our knowledge, right? Like we wanted to write new ideas and new songs and everything else like that, that we just hadn't heard. Cause I don't really see the point of replicating another band, right? Like, yeah. No, I love ACDC, but I don't see the point in writing an ACDC song because if I want to listen to ACDC, I'm going to listen to them, right? Like I'm going to listen to the the OGs, right? So I'm not, I'm not going to do, you know, so for us, I wanted to write something very, very different. Um, and, and, and so that, I think that was the most gratifying experience as a new artist is that we started becoming accepted mm-hmm. little by little. And um, when we did it, it felt good because it felt like we were standing yeah. up as our own artist, as, as our own um individual artists right and mm-hmm. the one biggest thing that we get today too constructively is sam's voice is very different than anything else right it's very unique and so some people love it some people hate it right but like i said for me it's it's just cool that people are listening to the music right so and i love personally i love sam's voice obviously and um but i love i love hearing what other people have to say around that but it's um yeah, I'd say I'd say like my advice for new artists is just, you know, create your own original sound. Don't try to do what other people, you know, do, because I just don't see that being I just don't see there being much of a point to that. And I know a lot of artists, you know, try to do that because they're trying to capitalize off, you know, some someone's success yep. or right. And it, it's a bit and I understand that it's a business, too. Right. Like, it, you know, it's a business. But for us, it's more the art first, like art first and foremost. And then if it you know, if other people hear it and other people are gravitated towards it or impact someone else that that's just insane that just still to this day blows my mind so staying true to the art and also just you know believing in what you do and 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 not getting defeated because we we got our we got our share of bad press right like we got people who just absolutely loved it and we got people who just didn't get it right and who were just kind of like well i don't really understand the singer's voice or you know, like this, I don't really know if I like this. Right. But Hey, that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to challenge the listener to either like it or hate it. Right. We're not, we don't want to be one of those bands that people are like, Oh, they're all right. You know, I would much rather someone say they hate us or they don't like our sound than they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pick, pick a side, do your thing, but I don't know, man. I I love that. I, I love that. You know, you guys have that sound. I like it personally. I'm just gonna Thank just you. gonna say that. <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Looking forward to playing the new track on this episode, which I'll probably cut it in right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as goals for the next year, what do you what are your top three? Oh, in the next year. Um, well, my goal this year actually was to write uh release new music. Um, so we were able to release those three singles. And then what I wanted to do was I wanted to do a, a good size, like press run. Right. And really have like, exactly like what we're doing now, have a yeah. good conversation, um, and, um, really kind of cross pollinate, um, people from all over the world. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that's, once again, that's a beautiful thing. So we've been fortunate enough to have a pretty good one on the stretch of just the last three singles. Um, but my goal in the next year would be, we, you know, we were, we played another live show. We want to play more live shows, I think in the next year. And we want to, I want to drop this album finally, because <laughs> I'm just dying for people to hear it. Right. Like the singles are amazing, but I, I want, I want people to hear it the way that, you know, from start to finish, like the whole in my blood album track one to track 10. Um, and I think that, and I want to hear the feedback around that, but like I mentioned earlier, I think what we're going to do is we're going to eventually write new music. Cause that's just in our, in our nature, right? We, mm-hmm. 
we were a very we've been described as a prolific band so we're very quick to write new music and um just get it out there so whether it's in the shape of singles or it's in the shape of you know a deluxe edition or something along those lines even rehashing we're having a um 10 year anniversary of our first album next year so i think we're good there was some talk about maybe rehashing some of those songs and redoing them in in and then releasing them on yeah on on um all the platforms just because they we were in an early stage of writing where we were just figuring out what it meant to record in our studio, record to a metronome. Like we had no idea how to do that. <laughs> like that's a whole other ball game, right? Is to be like a disciplined musician. We just yeah. ran around on a stage, you know, for an hour. Right. But to sit there and actually play with a metronome, that, that was a whole other craft in itself. So um, we have a lot of new tricks too. And our, our producer has been, you know, just like I said, phenomenal. Um, so we want to take some of those songs and we want to kind of breathe new life into them yeah. and re-release them maybe to an audience that's never heard that before. Because the first two albums were not released um, digitally. They were just released in a hard copy. Oh. So we want to use that as an excuse to basically be able to, you know, allow people um, from all over to hear some of these songs that we started out with and that we believe in. So I don't know what that, how that's going to land, if we're just going to be releasing singles or it's going to be another body of work per se but I, I would like to do i would like to do that because it's a good excuse to do that ultimatum upon yourself
would there be any songs like any that you guys haven't released yet? Would there be a couple of bonus tracks on that if you were to do a full? Yes. Yeah. There was actually two songs that didn't make the cut on the In My Blood album. And we might just release them as demos. One was, was just, it's called Living Paranoid. And it was just super different. Like it almost like haunting. Mm-hmm. Like I had like such an eerie feel to it. And it just sounded so different. Like I remember playing it for my dad and he was like, oh, that's, <laughs> I could tell he loved it. Right. And I told him, oh, that's not making the album. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like you could see he was a little bit bummed by that. All right. That's how I interpreted it. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, yeah. So we might just like, they're missing a few verses. Like I think each one of them is missing a verse, mm-hmm. but we might just drop them the way that they are, release them that way. And then just have them be heard, yeah. you know, that way. Cause I, I really like those two songs that didn't make the cut. They just, they didn't make the cut because they didn't fit in the flow of the album. Yeah. Like I said, it's a very dancey, up-tempo, hard rock album from start to finish. And they didn't really fit the, that mold because they were just too different. But I yeah. still would like to release them. And this might be a good excuse uh, to do that. Very cool, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to whatever decision you guys make because you know we're going to play it here. Amazing. And of course, I'm going to throw it on my phone. I'm going to listen to it when I'm on the road, like, all the time. <laughs> oh, sick. That's awesome, Wes. Well, Man, I appreciate you sitting in on this interview. I appreciate, you know, anytime you want to come on, chat, talk about anything new that you've got upcoming. Yeah. Yeah, I'd uh, love to do that. Very cool. And uh, just go ahead and plug your socials. Where can everybody find Ultimatum? Yeah. So we are we have a website, ultimatum.com, uh, spelled A-L-T-A-D-U-M. Uh, or you can even just Google Ultimatum. That's the other cool part about having that specific name is that if you type it in right, it's, you know, you're not going to get it mixed with anything else. And uh, so yeah, ultimatum.com or the other big uh, one that we use is Instagram. Um, just that way it's spelt A-L-T-A-M-A-D-U-M. And um, I love to hear that. That's actually, I'm the one who kind of um, leads that part of our social media. So if people want to get in touch with us, I'm really quick to respond on our Instagram. And I'm, like I said, I love to hear, you know, from people good or bad. It's, it's all, it's all good stuff. And, um, and also I try to keep that up to date with news and just different things that are coming down the pipe and different things that we have going on, whether it's shows, music releases, um, just other things that we're, we're doing, obviously uh, this show, I'll be definitely sharing that. And uh, yeah, also a Twitter, um, same spelling, Facebook, we kind of all have our own, like, designated lane mine's the instagram lane and then my drummer's facebook bass players twitter so um then our web designer take richard takes care of the website so it's any one of those facets but like i said instagram for me would probably be the best to reach out and just to stay in the loop with what's going on very cool we'll be sure to plug all those i'll tag you on all socials when this one drops um speaking of all socials what was i about to say (laughs) um this is going to be cut out of the interview anyway. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything that you want to tag us on, anything that you, you know, anything that you share as far as music goes, tag us. We'll be glad to help share it as well. So beautiful. Yeah. There'll be a lot uh, kind of coming up. And then we hope to do another, you know, press run and, and stuff when the album comes out in September. So um, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely be in touch for that because I'd love to do, you know, more stuff like that and have more conversations. And, you know, like I said, just we're really excited about this album. And to our earlier point, I think the pandemic did play a bit of a role at, you know, you know, indirectly inspiring some of this, some of this stuff, just just because of, you know, I don't think we have a song on there that's written specifically about that, but it's primarily about relationships like dysfunctional relationships and mm-hmm. it's kind of dark in elements and romantic in elements. like it's just I, that's the kind of music I'm into is really darker you know style music that has some you know little hopeful pieces in it too but like I said very uptempo on this one so um yeah yeah no let's stay in touch and let's let's definitely do that that'd be awesome absolutely like I said like um I usually try to do a six-month follow-up so you know, beautiful maybe we can talk again either before the end of the year, just after the beginning of the 23. So amazing. That'd be awesome, Wes. Cool. Well, keep in touch, man. I really enjoyed this and I hope you have a good rest of your day. Me too. Take care, Wes. You too, buddy. Bye. 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 The reckoning paybacks a bitch.
Fuck it! 